This episode of Downtown Sports is being brought to you ad-free by Digital Market Battles, the only marketing agency that will fill your company's pipeline with high-valued leads. They will meet your conversion goals no matter what. Go to www.digitalmarketbattles.com. Get your discovery call done today. I'm the mouth of the South, and the views that are about to be expressed might not be yours, but they should be, and let me explain why. I defeated you, beast. Yes, hang your head in shame. You, 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 you traded with the enemy, thinking you were gonna get a leg up on me. That's what you did. And just like I said you would, you would pay a price. I said to you, I hope. The Jets would win. And that Devonta Smith would fail you. And that's exactly what happened. Devonta Smith failed you. You know what it's like. Brandon Ayuk failed you. Because Brock Curry stunk against the Browns. Every team this week that you expected your top player to play well stunk. It wasn't just me. Josh Allen know. didn't perform well against a depleted Giants team. I don't know. Tua was fine. Tua <laughs> you know, did great. Tua got off to a good start early, but you know Tua should have thrown six touchdowns instead of just three. He still got me twenty-two fantasy points. He did well enough for me. Good enough, you know. Miami could have done a lot. Keenan Allen did good enough. Yeah, well, you know, it helps when you're exchanging Josh Justin Herbert. And where was Eckler, my other league, when I needed him? Nowhere. Keenan Allen Yard was taking plays. those touches because, you know. Herbert was um, afraid to throw the ball, and Brandon Staley's one of the worst coaches in this effing league. Yep. Not just that. Um, when you have a as depleted of a secondary as Dallas has, you throw against them. You throw against depleted secondaries. So when Dallas's de- secondary was depleted, why wouldn't you throw to the statistical best wide receiver in the NFL right now? Well, Herbert threw the ball 37 times, completing 22 of those passes. And wow, uh, uh, that means he, he spread the ball out because Keenan Allen didn't have that many catches. He, I mean, Joshua Palmer. Definitely saw some action, no doubt. But yep. Eckler should have had more. Eckler only had four catches. Eckler's more than capable of two of his catches, catches were touchdowns. Huh? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Two Keenan Allen's catches were touchdowns. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, just I, one, I uh, one, tu- oh, one touchdown. He had one touchdown. I don't know. He just scored me 20 fantasy points, so I'm happy. Well, he had 85 yards to go along with those few catches with the one touchdown, including a long pe- play that resulted in, so. There you go for that. But no, the point of the matter is this right now. You can put all the ta- that talent the Chargers have on a football team. And Brandon Staley still finds a way to F it up. Like here, you had a fourth and one. Could have easily, actually it was fourth and inches. You could have easily just ran it with Eckler for a half of a yard. And you know what the Chargers did? They tried to throw. Of course they, they did. Pass. A simple like the of a yard. You Just could like have the Giants did. freaking ball. Oh, the Giants did the same thing. You know that Eckler's complained about when the team's not doing the plays they're supposed to, and you know we need to. He he's been vocal about it. Where was Austin Eckler? You know, yelling at Herbert, yelling at his coach. Give me the ball. I just came back from an injury. By the way, I had my helmet knocked off before the game started, so I was peeved at that. I was mm. expecting Eckler to go crazy off. It didn't happen. Oh, and uh, by the way, you were talking to me about a trade before we went on air. Why yes. would you want Tyler Conklin when Tyler Con- for this week when Tyler Conklin's on a bye? No, just have him as just have him on the bench for the following week when the Jets come as out. As insurance, yes, yes, yes. So insurance policy. See, it's decisions like that. these that made you lose by fifty-two points. 
decisions like these. I had a guy out with a concussion on a bye. I had all the the pieces you're supposed to start. They did not perform up to their expectations. Like, okay, yeah, you know, Robinson Jr. got me a touchdown. Could have yeah, gotten another two, maybe. He could have did a lot more. Could have gotten me two there. You know, Curtis Samuel did his job. Got me a touchdown, you know, did his job. Fine. Uh, Kittle could have done a lot more than have one catch for one yard. Yeah, he could have done a lot more How than that. How about when San Francisco lost McCaffrey and Debo in the same game? Why was Brock Purdy not throwing the ball to Kittle? I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Is the Cleveland Brown defense just that suffocating that Purdy had no time to throw the football? I've never heard of Well, that. yes, actually, the Cleveland Brown defensive line is the best in football. Uh, so let, let's just be real about that. Basically, my point, all the top players, didn't matter who you had. Devonta Smith was bad. Yeah. And Hurts was trying to get him the ball. He kept gunslinging the ball so many times. Got picked three times. That cost me my other league because of that. But aren't you happy? You're a Jet fan, right? Listen, I'm a Jet fan, fans, right? I'm very happy the Jets won. I'm very happy for that. I'm outside of the fantasy league. As a fan of the Jets, I'm happy they won. You know, I love how you're more. You seem more concerned about the fantasy league than you do your actual team. Fantasy football has been morphing your mind. Has it not been morphing yours? Because obviously, you could care no less about the Giants. All you do is bash them and kill them. And Daniel Jones is. Daniel Jones, O-line, coaching staff is back. Well, the O-line actually finally played well. See what happens when you put a veteran there? By the way, I don't know why Justin Pugh still isn't signed. Why did we not sign him again? You should have heard Justin Pugh's, Another... you should have heard Justin Pugh's catchy little uh, intro when they were introducing the players. I think he said, what, straight off the couch, I think Pugh said he was from? Yeah. That, was that was hilarious. I'll give him that. Oh, but Straight off the couch. Yeah, really. Straight off the couch, and he freaking pulled the offensive line together and made them do their jobs. You know, it's actually sad. It's actually sad when a 33-year-old, guard, uh, he plays right, uh, he plays a center or right guard as Pew. I think he plays like... Well, uh, he ended up playing tackle because, because of another injury. He plays, well, he played left or he played right tackle? I think left tackle. He played left tackle, okay. He it's wasn't supposed sad. to play left tackle. He found out on the day he was going to play left tackle. It's pretty sad when a 33-year-old playing left tackle who barely played the position blocks better than your center, blocks better than your right tackle, blocks better than your left guard or your right guard. That's actually sad. That's it really is. sad, actually. But could you imagine just the addition of one professional offensive lineman? Mm-hmm. And... Then getting Saquon back. That's the thing. You can't pass block if you don't run block. And the Giants are unable to run block. Let's be real. They don't need run blocking for Saquon. They just need the offensive lineman to just sort of stand there for about like a half a second. More or half a second, <laughs> period. Period for Saquon. Um because he will just shred through. He'll see a hole and he'll bang right through it. That That's Saquon Barkley. That's one of the best running backs in the NFL. Statistically, before he got hurt, he was the best running back in the NFL. So, yeah, that's Saquon Barkley. Well, I hope Barkley's going to finally start getting going here. Uh, you need him to. Oh, I, I definitely I need him to, too. I'm a Giant fan. Actually, no, every Giant fan wants the Giants to lose. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I, look. I'm going to keep Daniel Jones, even if we draft Caleb Williams. By the way, Caleb Williams says he wants to play for the New York Giants. Remember how he said he won't leave college unless it's one of these teams? Caleb Williams came off a three-pick performance last week. Everybody was, oh, yeah, maybe Caleb Williams is not as good as he says he is. You know, he threw three picks. That's you know, you're supposed to be the number Ooh, one. Let him drop down the draft board. Yeah, it's going to knock him down the draft board. So it's going to happen. Maybe that'll help the Giants. Let him. Let him. Well, also depends where the Giants finish the season. Obviously, they're going to finish nowhere good. Well, it, you know, again, you know, we, we've we seen uh, the Jets have the same thing where they thought they were going to. The Giants the snatched they... defeat from the jaws of victory against the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills all offensively were freaking inept all game long. 
They were foiled by the worst defense statistically in the NFL in the New York Giants defense. I think this is less about how good the Giants played and more about how wide open the AFC East is right now. Well, how open? We'll get to that in a second because the the NFC East, because in the land of the NFC East where the Eagles finally lost, where Dallas got shook up by a weak Charger team, the commanders keep winning football games and I don't quite understand how well they erased. Well, first of all, they erased a terrible performance against the bears and how many teams are able to come back from a loss like that. And then that let lingers another week usually, but give the commanders credit. They, they Eric the enemy shows up, they took down the Falcons. Can't complain about that. That's solid. That's good coaching. Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy. That is solid coaching. I don't care how you slice it. And I'll tell you what, the commanders have talent on that team. They have they have something there. I wouldn't sleep on Sam Howell. I would not sleep on him. Guy can win games, and he has playmakers around him. Period. When you have playmakers, you have a chance. You know, that, that, that's a key. And do you know what else Washington has? Hmm. I don't know what's it called. What do they call those guys? You know, the people that protect your skill players. They have an offensive line that actually protects the quarterback. Yeah, that actually functions. Yeah. Not just functions, but functions well. My God, wouldn't the Jets love that? An offensive line that functions well, that Zach Wilson doesn't have to run for his life. Well, it's going to be the Giants' turn to see how they do against the Commanders. That's who they got next. Mm. Except Giants' Commanders on October 22nd. Um and the Meadowlands. I, I was Meadow. considering drafting the Commanders defense. I yeah, definitely. I've been. Uh, I'm definitely was considering that, that but I'm pretty sure somebody paid like fifteen dollars for them. So no, that lesson you gotta. You never know until well. Remember. That's so in order to stomp uh, the leader of the league into the ground next week and crush his bones to sweeten my coffee. Well, I have put in a claim for a defense on the waiver wire. Hope three, you three little bucks. Just three. All right. Well, you know. You know which defense well, I'm getting? Hmm? The Cleveland Browns. That's going to be fun. How were they even on a waiver wire? I never thought to look for the Cleveland Browns defense. Maybe because it was just a maybe people think ah it was a fluke that they beat a 49ers team like the way they did. Maybe people just thought, eh, they're not good enough. But then again, well, this is gonna be interesting. You have Cleveland they're in the number one defensive line in football. Well, now Cleveland will take on Gardner Minshew next week. And Miles Garrett is gonna eat lunch. More than likely. The only person that will benefit would be Michael Pittman. But unfortunately, Michael Pittman goes against the best secondary in the NFL. So when you combine the best defensive line in the NFL with the best secondary in the NFL, you have only one glaring weakness, and this is why the Browns lose. Their linebacking core is not that good. Okay. Well, also hurts when you don't have Nick Chubb to run you the football, and you have to rely on Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. Well, Well, hold on, hold on. You don't diss Kareem Hunt yet. How many weeks him. has he been back? I'm not. He's been back a couple of weeks. Yes, he's only. And now this week he played against who? Yeah, you you, you faced off against the 49ers. Yes, who were the best Undefeated. rushing, best defense against the run in the NFL? Yeah, no. Hopefully. And they got shredded by Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford, but Kareem Hunt still showed you that he has legs. By the way, he catches passes, which Ford does not. And also you you beat I'll give you credit this. You also you also beat the Niners without Deshaun Watson running the the show. You had PJ Walker a backup that threw two interceptions and had no business even being on that football field. And Kareem and- Hunt was the one that literally got the Browns back into this football game. They started them off, and then he got them into it. He finished the game off. Mind you, a missed field goal. At the backfield, he was a great safety valve. Mind you, Moody missed a field goal uh, at the end, so that also a little bit of a good fortune plays a little role in some things as well. But that last drive by the Browns was good. 
It was. I agree. So, but, you know, when your kicker can't make. Yeah, and, everything happened in that yard, game. 41-yard field goal, yeah. You Just about everything it. wrong happened in that game to San Francisco in the last two minutes. Those are the worst last two minutes of football I ever see a team endure in my life. So do you think Brock Purdy is maybe not all he's cracked up? I love how everybody, after one game, wants to slap the Mr. Irrelevant tag back on him and say, see, Every, every football fan turns a blind eye after a week. They'll go, oh, Zach Wilson was was, was great. He, he fucked into Kansas City, even though we lost. But I love what he came out with. And then the next week. Yeah, but except you beat Buffalo and nobody gave a damn, even though yeah. that was actually Zach Wilson's yeah. best performance of the freaking up, season. Uh, honestly, I think the Kansas City game was by far his best one, in my opinion. At I least. don't know. Uh, he won the Buffalo game. Yeah, he did. And I seem to think that this one was better than the Kansas City one because, uh, you know, a little thing happened called the Jets won. Yeah. well, And, and yeah. they took what everybody thought was a top five defense. And, yeah, they didn't, throw, they didn't get touchdowns all game long, but they sustained multiple, multiple good drives. Even though the drives where they didn't score, they – they sustained drives. The defense really had a coming out party. This is the Jet defense we thought we were going to see all year long. Look at what they've done against the elite quarterbacks in these first six games. I don't Two think picks. the Jets have. I don't think the Jets have given up more than three points in the second half so How far about this year. They, they've only given up one touchdown in the second half. Just one. Just one. That was against Russell Wilson of the of the previous week. That was it. So the Jets have held their opponents to basically less than seven points per half, roughly. You know, about well, you count the Cowboys; they kick able a few field goals. You started Devonta Smith. You should be. Well, you know, why would you not? Why would you not start him when you thought because he's been crap every single game and, for the past. And also, weeks. you thought the Jets were going to be not winning this game, not having DJ Reed and Sauce. I mean, would any of fan have said, "I'm not starting Smith there" because? Smith, I don't know. Swanson, the one this was the one game that I looked at when Wilson got the job and said, you know, of the elite teams that the Jets are going to be playing, this would be the one they'd beat. I think this is the one they'd beat. And here's why. Because a lot of Jalen Hurts' game comes off his legs. It comes off the running game. If you can't run the ball, which the Eagles couldn't do, and they Jalen Hurts couldn't the run the ball. Run. They barely ran the ball at all. They Because they, they know they can't. Because the Eagles aren't going to start beating uh, beating their heads against the wall with uh, running against a jet defensive line that Brad is. DeAndre Swift. Who can run that football down the field? You and have he swift, and every time he touched the ball in the backfield, he swiftly got annihilated, just like Hertz swiftly got annihilated. Hertz could use his legs too. Yeah, he escaped right. a lot of pressures, and Hertz did that. But all game long, Hertz was running away from the pressure, running away from the pressure. Eventually, you can't. You can't, he, he, we found out that Hertz has like a time limit. Hurts has like a, a, a stamina and endurance limit. Maybe Brian Johnson's a horrible offensive coordinator. That's another one. You, you, that might be that too. You that make might Hertz be. throw the ball forty-one times. You have to throw the against ball against that. Well, hurt. no, I, you were supposed to throw the ball forty-one times against that Jet defense with no secondary to speak of, supposedly. Yeah. But uh, the look, the the two Hill boys, they keep doing very well. Bryce Hall. Yeah, Bryce Hall was incredible. Bryce and Brees. Bryce and Brees. Offense and, you know, Brees didn't have his blow-me-away 100-yard game, but he did enough. He did get the game-winning touchdown. He did. Yes, he did. And I'll tell you this, Zach Wilson did not turn over the football. He, it, he Now you have a bye. Yes, I did. swear, Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett need to be sitting in a room. Maybe Aaron takes them on a darkness retreat. Zach takes him to the to the bakery to make some cookies. They could talk about quarterback play, and then maybe Zach Wilson comes out of that looking like a halfway decent quarterback. Salah begged Rodgers to be at the game with the Eagles. He begged him to be there, and Rodgers obliged. You know why? And then he was because also, you need oh, someone to translate Nathaniel Hackett's garbage. And Rodgers was was dialing a plays for Zach during the game as well. Make, exactly. You know, See, somebody offense. needs to translate Nathaniel Hackett's garbage to the kid. Okay, well, 
That's why we're, we're because so Rogers on a headset because Nathaniel Hackett spews garbage on his play call. That that's not if if that's the case. Why was ask Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson. With Hackett? ask why Russell Hackett? Wilson, ask Russell Wilson, Wilson when he heard when Nathaniel Hackett called. Mac Wilson trusts Hackett. He said it himself. I'm trusting Hackett. I, I'm trust what he gives me. And you know what? Yes, what, and he's what giving. Yes. Said, what was it we said last? What was it you said a couple weeks ago? Zach finally had somebody that believed in him. Yes. So, so Hackett I'm glad Nathaniel Hackett believes in him. I just don't believe in Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, that's you who doesn't believe in him. But it's clear Zach believes in him. It's clear Rogers loves him, and the team feeds off of him. They're finally. What was it? Um. That, uh, well, if Nathaniel Hackett was doing such a good job that. getting the kid to understand what was going on, why in the world did he beg Aaron Rodgers to be on the sideline in Philadelphia? Probably for a little, you know, again, support. Oh, yeah, emotional support. Like, rah, rah, go get him, kid. That's not what he was doing there. Obviously, since Rodgers is, when Rodgers is with the Jets, this offense plays like a whole different team. It's it's evident. Because, yeah, and do you know why it's evident? Because Rodgers is telling the kid exactly what to do. He's saying, look, they're doing this. This one's coming. That one's doing this. This one's going to stunt inside. Call this protection. Do this. He's made. And notice when Aaron Rodgers is on the sideline, Wilson makes a lot more audibles, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, it's good when you have a accomplished veteran to mentor a young kid. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And Zach didn't have that for the first two years. Who do you, you have back last year? Uh, Neither did, and, and, and do you know what? Neither did Mark Sanchez. Neither right. did Geno Smith. That's on record. Neither did Greg McElroy. That's on Rex. That's on Mike McCagnon. That's on the previous Jet General Manager. Neither did Mr. Sam Darnold, and now the line of oh yeah, they didn't do that for Pennington either. Pennington no. either back in the day. No. Yeah, Brooks um, Bollinger's backup. And, and, that was any good, please. Yeah, exactly. Um, and oh yeah, who was the veteran they brought in for Zach Wilson to learn from? Joe freaking Joe Flacco. Flacco. Garbage. Garbage. Hot garbage. Garbage. That could never even compete with Zach Wilson for a starting job. Zach Wilson was, is, and always will be better than Joe Flacco. Yes. When Joe Flacco, at the point when Zach Wilson entered the league, Zach Wilson is a better was a better quarterback than Joe Flacco. Yes. Sorry, well, having Rodgers was what Zach needed. Helped. Yes, because you need somebody for him to learn from. There you go. You don't have somebody that you're going to learn from. You know what's sad? Justin Fields should have been your quarterback. Zach Wilson should have been in Chicago doing whatever the hell it is he he would be doing. You think Fields would have had everything Rodgers used to do, and he could have brought that to the – you think Fields had everything Rodgers used to have, scrambling and making throws on the run? I think Fields would be in a much better situation with Nathaniel Hackett as his head coach than uh, Zach Wilson. However, we're stuck with what we're stuck with. Zach Wilson actually might have a chance to be the only uh, quarterback from this draft class that actually manages to do anything. When you give him enough play, I think honestly, and I, I heard this today on uh, on on ESPN today with uh, you know Stephen A. Smith, etc. Oh, please tell me Stephen A. Smith is starting to talk good about Zach Wilson. Well, no, no, I mean I'm, I'm looking at also what Dan Orlovsky, you know, and Shannon Sharp also have. Oh God, skip, 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 skip. I was talking black and white. Skip, 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 okay. skip, 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 skip. Don't worry, Skippy ain't there anymore. Skip, skip, skip. I, I, I could care less listening to Skip Bayless. I, could I have a question. Yes, yeah, Skip Bayless is an idiot. Um, Please be beyond belief. Okay, but get to the point of this. Okay. You're seeing what Zach's doing now with what he has around him. If he just simply is a game manager, he doesn't have to throw for 200, 300 yards a game. You know, well, no, he's throwing for 200 yards a game. That's kind of what he's doing. defense, if you, if you throw, if, if they turn over, they take away the football force some turnovers, and again, it's a close game, and the Jets can pull ahead, their defense will shut the opposition down. We've seen it. Now we're going to see exactly what Zach Wilson is after this bye. you got to face it. You time. know why? Because now you have Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett, both of them with time with the kid to come up with a playbook and to come up with plays that actually fit Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is running plays that were drawn up and designed for Aaron okay. Rodgers. Now they get to start to actually scheme out and draw up some plays for the kid. If you really look at the schedule, and uh, this is what a lot of people have talked about too with the Jets, and I think they're not wrong when they say this, the Jets have a pretty winnable schedule 
for the rest and of And here we were. I told you all. I said, Jets fans, you guys actually have some hope. If they're at least three and three, yes, they can do something here. By if the way, when we were predict, remember when me and you were going back and forth about, oh, what games would the Jets win? What games would the Jets lose? Mm-hmm. Didn't we have them at three and three at this point in time? Good. If they, if so the why case, in the hell are Jet fans? I love how Jet fans are so freaking. Because they're they so used to Aaron Rodgers might be able to come back by week twelve. Week they're never 13. satisfied. They're so used to failure. Well, no, I don't blame them. Winning. Listen, I'm a Met fan. I get it. You, you don't understand. <laughs> you want to talk about a legacy of failure? You haven't been a Met fan. Um, now you have Steve Cohen and competent. Imagine Dave every Kirk. day your failure being thrown in your face instead of once a week. Because you had Fred Wilpon, who didn't care about owning a baseball team. He didn't. And care. now I have Steve Cohen, who was the uh, original incarnation of George Steinbrenner. You know, the one, the one that got banned from baseball and uh, spent too much money. Yeah, and, and, and except in all the, the wrong hedge places. Fund guy. What do you expect? He does hedge funds for a living. Well, look, I'd rather. I, but you know what, though? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Uncle Steve. I didn't mean to talk ill about you. Um, I much prefer you to Fred and Jeff. So please you. do not think Met fans do not prefer you to Fred and Jeff. And now you're you bringing in David Stearns, a pretty competent general, man, a competent guy to run operations. Yes. Okay, that's a good thing. So you're not gonna. So in terms of general managers, in so in terms of being a GM, I am uh, Mr. Stearns, and you seem to be Mr. Epler. I think that's you got a rid of fantasy. You got rid of you're getting rid of Apple. You got rid of that. Except your fantasy team can't get unfortunately for your fantasy team, it can't get rid of you. I need to make some changes. There's no doubt about it. I'm trying to throw up trades on that league to get someone to crack and give me what I want. Or I have to live with what I have and pray that uh finally my team starts clicking when it where it needs to click. And I win the I don't know. You need to you need to move Devonta Smith as fast as you can. Um, why Why do you think I'm trying to unload him? I'm trying to. Nobody, if nobody doesn't want him, what am I supposed to do? I'll keep trying. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep trying. Yeah, people are going to want to buy low for him. Like, if you only seen some of the garbage offers that I've been getting with these guys, and you'd see why. Oh I no, no, no! Tell me, tell me. Let's hear him. Let's hear him. Oh, do you, you have any? Shane, you've seen what our friend Shane likes to throw up on the boards. He'll throw. Oh, oh, did I? Oh, do you? So, have you checked my fantasy team since our matchup? Put it on the screen. Oh yeah, sure. All right, one moment there. All I can Put say it on the is, screen. it'll be fun. Yeah, I've had on others. Oh, I'll give you a a, a Nico Collins and garbage receivers for Jalen Hurts. Oh God! Like I'm really gonna do that? Are you out of your damn brain cells? When all I wanted was, I would trade Jalen Hurts for Cooper Cup. He doesn't want to trade Cooper Cup. Crazy, huh? Well, no one's going to trade Jalen Hurts for Cooper. By the way, in my other league, in my division only, everyone in my division is three and three. Isn't that crazy? Wow, that is. I'm crazy. in second place, and I'm in second place for that one. Yeah, and uh, so are uh, you're doing a little live stream thing with those guys in that other league? Uh, just a small. Uh, well, I I only joined. Just tell MFers about it. It's called the Gable Cast. All right, if you guys want to. Watch that little piece. It's on every. Uh, they usually do it every Thursday or so in the evening, around nine o'clock or so. They just recap the past week's matchups in fantasy for in, in our league. And yeah, you know they 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 go through everybody's league and look through who's up and down in the rankings, etc. I was on it for an appearance, and I thought, hey, take a listen to that. Uh, if you want to find it? It's on Facebook. Search Gablecast. Okay. Search yeah. Look, yeah, I see that little episode of me there. Yeah, yeah, go go check it out. Check out Beast uh, as he owns other fantasy managers. Anyways, can't own me though. So if you look at my team, this is the, the regular team season, that I had you know? against you. I traded away Joe Mixon. I traded away Darren Waller, and I got rid of uh, Mr. Jefferson, who's probably not coming back this year. Okay. And those two players that I spent 110 fantasy dollars on. Yes, I traded them all away immediately. Beast was very stunned by this. Well, I mean, because that could come back to haunt you when you really need that money to get important players. You well, know, saying things you have to, I, I'm not saying it now, but like, you see why Brandon's not spent a lot of money. Now look what happened to his running backs. He lost two of his guys in one week. Probably not going to play this week. And he still needs to get a kicker, and he doesn't have CeeDee Lamb this week. The, the Cowboys are on a bye week. 
So he has no lamb. He has no kicker this week from, for the Cowboys. So he has to spend some money and replay and get. And thanks to my last trade, l- l- let's go through what I've got in my. So this is going to be fun. Uh, I swapped out Joe Mixon for Josh Jacobs. You know, I drafted him, so I got him back. Of course. I mean, I did have to have Hunter Henry, which is poop. But I did get Ramondre Stevenson. And then to bolster my bench up, I got Michael Pittman Jr. Luckily, I was smart and stored Chubba Hubbard and Kareem Hunt on my bench all year long. And now, and I kept Drake London when people wanted me to trade him. And I've kept Addison when people wanted me to trade him. So my wide receivers are Allen, London, Addison, Tutu Atwell, and Michael Pittman Jr. My backs are Walker, Jacobs, Ramondre, Kareem Hunt, Chubba Hubbard. The one place I'm weak is tight end. Yes. And so is everyone else. <laughs> tight end's everybody's worst position unless you have Travis Kelsey. That's it. Or TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Hawkinson, fair. You know, but that's really it. That's your that yeah. that's the tight ends in this league right now. It's sad what's happened to the tight end over the years. It's not the same position it once was anymore. It isn't, not at all. You might as well but, just consider a tight end to be a blocking guy, and that's it. But now yeah, if you look fun. all up and down the league's rosters, um while I might not have the best player at every position, well, actually, no, I actually think Kenneth Walker is the best running back in fantasy. Um mm. so I might be number one there. Um, I used to have Jefferson, Jefferson, so I was number one there for a while. But oh wait, I have Keenan Allen. He's the best wide out in fantasy. Number one there. Best? I uh, I thought Diggs and I thought Tyree Kill was the best one. What about Tyree Kill? I thought he's better than uh, Keenan Allen. No, given you only no. scores like twenty five points a week, right? I, I don't believe in Tyree Kill. You don't believe in Tyree Kill, hmm? and yet you have Tua. You don't believe in Tyree Kill, but you have Tua. Stop pointing out. My uh, my, my my dual allegiances. Why not? Does it does it eat at you, mouth? Does it eat at you a little bit that you don't? No, have- I sleep like a no. I sleep like a baby, knowing that I'm gonna grind everybody in this fantasy league's bones into dust. Oh, you're gonna run into some tougher competition along the way. And remember, this all means. Oh, next week I thought the number one guy was after me. Number two, you're facing the number two guy. Number one, the number one is uh, is Mama. Number one is his mother. That's who you're going to do. I'm going to deal with her, and I have to face that matchup in two weeks. Two weeks. I have that matchup in two weeks, but I got to focus on the week in front of me right now. I'm facing the commissioner in my other league. Oh, great. And he's down to his last $18 in free agent money. Hmm. He has players on buy that he has to spend some money to replace on his team. So... I did that because I, I honestly bought those two players because I thought they were trending up. And I also thought Jeff Wilson Jr. was going to play that week. And I thought and if he were to play, he would be unreal. You pulled the right button. You pushed the right buttons. You didn't. And make- I ended up getting myself a damn good haul for basically two IR players and a tight end who was All off right. and on. Well, things in the NFL change every week, John. Every week something changes. One week they can be great, then one week an injury happens. And maybe another week they get hurt during the game. And then one week maybe they don't get the ball at all. I love how I love how you've uh, masterfully deflected the conversation off of you lost. I've have to live with the loss. I already I already hung my head in shame. You you saw me disappear from the screen for five minutes. I was literally uh sitting in a fetal position, sucking my thumb. How the hell did I lose? And crying about it. I've been and then on top of that, I went and took yesterday. I went and took all the best players off of that other guy's team. I've been in a depressed state since yesterday. I'm starting to question. And then you saw that team. trade, and you were like, "What? What have you done?" I'm wondering if I should even be in this league anymore. Maybe I should start hanging it up. Maybe I should just quit while up right now. No, 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 no. You have maybe, to go win. Should, uh, if I don't win next week, I, I can't be here. You have to win. Like you have no choice here. You you better pray for a miracle from Kittle. Um. Pray for a miracle. It's an understatement of the year. Pray for a miracle. I mean, 
Why is Kittle not getting in Purdy's face and say, throw me the damn ball? Hmm? Why isn't he getting in Purdy's face? Why isn't he getting in the rest of his in his coach's face and says, hey, I was an all-star tight end. Uh, I'm a captain. He's, of he's too busy. Uh, he's too busy uh, looking at his championship belts and thinking about trying out for WWE. Look, he's he looking beyond. He can pursue WWE when his football career is over. They'll have a they'll have the open they'll have a door waiting for him to join. He'll he'll have an open he'll have an open invite to become a wrestler. Go go for it when you have that opportunity. Go for it, George. And for right now, he has to uh you know perform for you. Yes, and that means he has to start producing and making plays. Yeah, well, he didn't help you last week. No, not at all. Not at all. No, that that was bad. Although. None of your players helped you last week. Devonta Smith was bad. I the Jets, nothing. the Jets smothered him like I said they would. Okay, they did. I said I hope the Jets win and that Devonta Smith sucks. And now you got that's play. what you deserve. And, and now an what extra, happened? And now to make matters even tougher, now you're facing Miami next week on Sunday Night Football. You're the Philadelphia Eagles. How are you going to shut down a prolific offense? With Tua, when four of your defenders are hurt, Eagles defense got burnt with injuries. Despite what people may think, the Eagles defense had a very terrible performance against the New York Jets offense. Oh, forget it. Horrible is an understatement. Yeah. The New York Jets offense, while they didn't score touchdowns and they didn't score in the red zone, and that's always going to be a problem for them. Because, because... Well, they, they have to be able to score in the red zone. I'm not going to lie. They do, but they're getting close. Well, hopefully uh, that that's what's going to be uh, Nathaniel Hackett's job. They're going to be – because Wilson could get them into the red zone. We've, we've seen this. Now he needs to script plays for the kid inside the red zone for him, which I... should include more read option, quarterback runs, going out of the pocket and using that cannon of an arm. Maybe a few fade routes here and there. Maybe change up the formations a little bit. Maybe a trick play. More motion, perhaps. Like, maybe go and let Brees Hall be a slot receiver here and there while you have Carter Brees Hall be a receiver. We've seen, we've, seen, we've seen Wilson throw screens to the hall and he turns it in, 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 into something. You could have Michael Carter in the backfield while Brees Hall splits out wide, get the attention out of the eight men in the box and then hand it up to Carter, mm. who could do a very good job doing that. Carter also a receiving back. Imagine having Brees Hall and Michael Carter in the same backfield at the same time. You have a lot of things you could do. Only the Jets have gotten Julio Jones. Unfortunately, the Eagles got him just today. So that would have been a nice little... Julio uh... Jones. He's a good veteran receiver. He, you, he, he's capable of some deep throws if you give him the you opportunity. You don't need him. Don't need him. You give don't. Him, no. Give Zach another extra receiver there to maybe take a little. Maybe take you a couple. You have Garrett Lazard, Wilson. Garrett Wilson, Randall Cobb. Do I need to keep listing and off Conklin. the names of good receivers that you have? Conklin, your tight end. Yes, fair. Okay. You have four people to catch the football. Five if you count Brees Hall. Six if you count Michael Carter. The times that he's in the game. Yes. You have six legit pass targets, and then every once in a while, uh, McCole Hardman will come out there. You know, I love to know why McCole Hardman has not been utilized as much. I mean, Xavier Gibson's being used a lot more than my than than, than McCole Hardman. That's yeah, that's good. That's what's called uh, Joe it, Joe Douglas. Despite putting together a good roster, is still Joe Douglas. Although Hardman has been known at times to have stone hands. And you see that with Zach, you can't, have zone, you can't have stone hands playing with a quarterback who legitimately throws behind his receiver's shoulders every other play. That's the other problem with Wilson. He doesn't know how, like he knows how to get it in between the windows and only to where his receiver can get it, but he don't doesn't know how to put it to where it is most advantageous for that's his a receiver to get it. That's something correctable. That for me is yes, correct. It That's is. Correctable. And all of you idiots wanted to run him out of New York. Well, just like what was correct, when he couldn't even throw a little cross, a little lateral pass to a receiver, maybe throw a short two yard pass. He couldn't throw a short pass, but he could throw the long pass, but he couldn't throw the short ones. Yeah, because he had no time to make decisions that you wanted him to stay in the pocket to be a pocket passer. Okay, Daniel well, Hackett actually let That was him... Mike LaFleur's problem. That was Mike LaFleur for that problem. But now, do you see what happens? The kid plays well when you let him have the ability to take it down and use his legs if he feels like he needs to. And we've seen it. Why would you want it? If he feels uncomfortable standing in the pocket trying to go through reads and make decisions while people are about to annihilate him, 
he sees a running lane and he knows he can get 10 yards, let the kid do it. Well, I'm hoping now that with this bye week coming up, are they going to finally open that playbook for Zach Wilson? Are they going to let Zach make the decisions that he wants to make? Let him dial up his plays. Not saying you can't have Rodgers there. Rodgers will be there. No problem. No, Rodgers has to be there right now. I have nothing against Rodgers being there. No problem. No, I want him there. You don't understand. Wilson was not supposed to play this year. No, he wasn't. He was not. But, you know, unfortunately, twist of fate happened. Rodgers got hurt. Now, Rodgers is ramping up activities to get himself back on the football field as we speak. And he is throwing a bit now, and he he feels pretty sure he can come back sooner than people think he can. He doesn't believe in anybody in that locker room without him. Here's the thing. I think there are a couple of people he believes in in that locker room. Person one, Nathaniel Hackett. He believes in his offensive coordinator. Person two, Garrett Wilson. Of course. Person three, Brees Hall. Person four, Alan Lazard, because I swear when Rodgers is the quarterback, Alan Lazard will swiftly become the number two receiver on this team. This is from Green Bay, and person number five is his backup quarterback. Okay. And he built a friendship and a relationship with that kid. You saw it on our knobs. And why do you think all the time whenever I was and whenever Rodgers was injured, did you see him like being on the sidelines going rah, rah, Jordan Love? Maybe he didn't see something in love that he saw with Zach, not just because, hey, they're they're two peas in the same pod. Maybe Wilson is a project quarterback. He was. He was when you drafted him. I told you I when you drafted him, I said, you're going to go through three years of hell with this kid. Okay. I really hope that you could stick with him for three years, unlike what the Jets normally do. I'll give Zach this. Year four, you're going to see something out of Zach Wilson. Okay. I'll tell you what. I'll give Zach this. He's handled adversity that's been thrown at him this year. And instead of pushing his teammates away, he's had them rally around him. The leadership question has been answered by this kid. Yes. Everybody was riding him out thinking he's done. Get rid of him. He sucks. He rewrote his own narrative in New York City. That's hard to do. Thank you. Exactly. I mean, he's not complete rewriting it yet. Like, look. He's uh, not complete yet, but he's getting there. He's getting close. He's played three competent NFL professional football games. Three. They've all come this year. Okay. And he's proven he can play somewhat consistently for the last three games. And that's good. However... Imagine this, if you will. Zach Wilson played better against the Philadelphia Eagles defense than he did against the Denver Broncos defense. Do you know what that means? That means he's improving every single week as he gets more confidence in Nathaniel Hackett and Nathaniel Hackett gets more confidence in him. He seems to be improving. Hopefully the bye week gets them the time they need together and if Zach Wilson could come out looking like, a, I'd say somewhere between Sam Howell and Jared and Kirk Cousins-ish, like, let's say we get him playing like Kirk Cousins for right now. That'd be great. Minus I'd be down choke, with that. Minus the late choke jobs that, that, that Cousins always was known for, yes. No, Wilson seems to have a clutch gene in him. That's good. I said minus... The, the, the not clutch part of Kirk Cousins' game when he chokes. Yeah, Wilson, uh, if you put an x-ray through him, you find out that he has that dog in him. Yes. Good. Zach Wilson has, he has the calm demeanor to play quarterback in New York. He isn't too overly demonstrative. He's always, he's cool in the pocket. Good. He, he, he doesn't get scared of pressure. He doesn't buckle down. Like, I remember the week that everybody's talking about where Namath, came at him and everybody said he should be out of the league and yeah, all this other stuff. This yeah, that was after that was the last alarm clock he needed. I mean, Wilson, it took a lot to wake him up over two years, right? Maybe did Zach but, Wilson say quietly to himself, you know what? F you, Joe. Fuck you, Joe. Yep. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fucking perform and shut your fucking ass up. Yep, that's right. He did. he did. 
He didn't say that in public. In that Kansas City sure game, he right. did. With every completion, every good decision that he made in that Kansas City game. Going but the fumble. Then the next week, no turnovers. This week, no turnovers. And making more big throws. More accurate than he usually yes. is, too. Throws have been um, a lot better. I agree. Imagine how much better he'll be against the New York Giants secondary, which is poop. And this is my point right here. This is the big point I want to make. The Jets have to learn now how to put your foot down on teams you're supposed to win against, bury them in the ground while you're while you're ahead, and don't give them hope to come back. And then, of course, against the good opponents, not only take what the defense gives you, but take advantage of opportunities when they come up. And you did that against Philly. Great. The Jets are now learning how they have to play against teams. You have, have to, to come out of this pie with a better offense. You have to play up to your competition. Every they do. They do, though. Must. However, I mean, the only team that really blew them out was Dallas. Uh, yeah. Here's and look, the thing. That was a tough game. That was not an easy game. You, the offense here's the thing. Dallas. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Please. The Jets got by that Philadelphia game on wishes and prayers. Okay? They really oh. did. Because, yeah, because Hurts uh, kept turning over the football. Jalen Hurts played the worst fourth quarter I've ever seen him play. You held the Eagles to zero points in the second half. Yep. And, and a big up. part of that was bad play by Jalen Hurts. Bad decision-making because he was under pressure the whole damn night. Like throwing that last pick on third and nine when the Jets had no timeouts. And that all you it. had to do was throw a short pass, and you would have won that football game right there. No, but you went for it. You went for the home run. And for what reason, I don't know. You know why? Because the Jets have been consistently moving the ball into field goal range and kicking field goals. So the Eagles felt they needed another touchdown because they knew that the Jets could kick three a three-point kick. They could. I'll give Saul this. He also masterfully coached the final two minutes. If he had decided to keep just running the ball and just intentionally force the Eagles to burn timeouts, and then you kick a field goal, you're only up one, and you still leave the Eagles at least over a minute left to kick a field Daniel goal. Daniel Hackett told his players when they had the ball in that territory, if you get the opportunity to score, do it. Do it. Because then you put the game in the hands of the best people that you have on your team, and that's that defense. And you also and I think that Jet defense will be the number one defense in the NFL when it come when the end of the year comes around. They well, just got four takeaways against one of the most high powered offenses in the NFL. Which, as a Jet fan, this should make you happy. You know why? You have a team with. Better running backs, better wideouts, but a worse quarterback that runs a similar type of high-octane offense mm -hmm. that you have to play twice, that you need to beat twice if you really want to shot at that division. Which, by the way, yes, Jet fans, a shot at that division. And it's you there. are only two games back of the Miami Dolphins. You are one game back of the Buffalo Bills. Technically, if you want to think about it, a you're a half game back because yeah. you beat Buffalo once. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, the Jets schedule gets very interesting from here. And in fact, the easy, Jets not interesting, easy. This is the part of the schedule we thought they were yeah. going to feast. I'm hoping that the Jets could realistically go seven and four with this remaining schedule. Seven and four, that'd be 10 and seven. That'd be that's, ten and seven. That's realistic. Yeah. yeah, I think they could go eight and three if Wilson improves. Well, if the Jets keep playing the exact way they play now, six and five, seven and four. If you can nine and steal, eight, barely in the postseason. If you can steal at least one of these two games against a team that you're not expected to beat, like a Miami, for example, maybe a Buffalo in your rematch. Oh, I think they could beat Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo has an answer to the Jets' defense. Then again, I don't think Miami does either. I don't think a lot of the teams in the NFL do, and that's the one advantage the New York Jets have. If they, they have, they have to defense. keep winning games as long as it's warm. 
because the second it gets cold, that defense is going to rattle off win after win after win for you. Yeah, as it gets colder, you have to you're you're running the ball more than you're throwing it in the winter time more. In my and opinion. that's where the Jets' defense excels. They excel at stopping the run. They and as you see, they excel at stopping running quarterbacks. Well, here's what so you imagine to... when Miami comes at them with a traditional running attack, where well, Tua well, doesn't use his legs at all. It's all Mostert. It's all Achan. It's all. Wilson Jr. Oh yeah, he's coming back. So that's going to be another pretty well, thing. channel probably be back by the time the Jets play Dal- the, the Dolphins, which will be on Thanksgiving week. So they'll have a three-headed monster to contend with the Jets. Yeah. Right now, you got to deal with the Giants right before Halloween coming off your bye week. That's Oh, and the Giants, the Giants, the Giants, the Giants. The one thing I'll say is Buffalo should be 3 and 3 right now. Then you beat Justin Herbert. Can you beat Justin Herbert? Buffalo should be 3 and 3 right now. Could be. Yes. They should be. Well, considering how bad they two played. things that killed that possibility. Mm-hmm. Thing one, mm-hmm. the missed pass interference call at the end of that game. Oh yeah, one yard line, right? One yard line. Literally, he he yanked Darren Waller by the his pads and threw him to the ground without even looking for the football. Mm-hmm. Like he he just went Waller meet ground and game was over. No challenge because it was within two minutes, so a coach can't challenge that. You could do a booth review if that's the case. But do you think the booth was going to let that go? No, no, they weren't going to let Buffalo go three and three to a New York Giant team that is horrible. Caleb Williams Williams tweeted that that he wanted to be a New York Giant, so now the NFL will do everything it can to make sure the New York Giants lose every game possible so that Caleb Williams can start. If you don't think these refs and these, uh, you know, NFL officials, I mean, they don't script the game, but they they try their damnedest. Think they don't? Oh, maybe you don't think they hear the gossip about what goes on. You don't think they don't hear the media chatter? Yeah, of course they do, and they'll probably tell refs, "Hey, give this team favorable calls while you give this other one this." I mean, don't make it so obvious that that you're gonna literally destroy the game. Well, the refs have been failing on that. Thing because well the refs did cost the Jets the game against the Chiefs. They did a hundred percent. So what happened now? So but the happened? Jets shouldn't have shouldn't have been in the position where they were going to lose that game anyway. They were beating the Chiefs from pillar to post, and they should have. What happened? What happens? And what happened here with the with the Eagles game? Why didn't they? Uh, why didn't they give uh, Jalen Hurts a favorable call on a deep ball uh, that that sealed the game? Uh, on uh, they did give Jalen Hurts plenty of favorable calls. Um, they gave the Philadelphia Eagles defense plenty of favorable calls when you saw a million late hits on Zach Wilson. They gave uh, how many defensive penalties were called on the Jets for no damn reason uh, in the take... last like 10 minutes of that game? Well, I can take a look at the penalties total in the meantime and we can read that. But first, yeah, also then the touchdown hurts scored that what was at one yard. It was not going to even be a, it was on fourth down, by the way. I yeah. Know. That yeah. was not even supposed to be a touchdown, and then they reversed it and they made it a touchdown. Exactly. So it was not even close. Not even close. Exactly. So they they did everything they could to get the Jets not to win. The Jets all together in this game, and yeah, the the penalties were yeah a bit of a a bit of a problem. I'm not gonna lie, but you did enough. You overcame all that. You overcame all of that nonsense. You overcame all these uh, everything that was going to go against you, and you found a way to win. And that's honestly all I care about is when you win at the end of the day. It doesn't matter how you get it done. It could look disgusting. It could look horrible. You could win every game three to nothing. And you could be prolific offenses and all this other stuff. And maybe you score like 14 points when you got to really ramp up the offense for your opponent. Um, There are plenty of teams like that that have won the Super Bowl. Um. At, at every Belichick team is one of them because <laughs> it was except for the two the two times that New England had a very high powered offense when they went into the Super Bowl was the both giant losses. Jets had nine. Uh, Jets had nine penalties in this game. By the way, with the Eagles terrible, nine terrible nine penalties costing them sixty eight yards, and a lot of those were on defense. Yes, yes, hundred percent. So. Yeah. Now Again. we get to the Giants. So that's reason one that the Giants lost was the pass interference call. Okay. Yep. That's reason one. I don't know reason two. Please. They the same freaking mistake 
that they made yeah. last week, the Jets with Wilson, you would have thought you were watching a rerun. They didn't spike the ball and down it, and that would have led to a field goal by Graham Gano, and we wouldn't have had to have the Giants. Even have the conversation about the pass interference at the end of the game because they would have just kicked the field goal and the game would have been over. And Buffalo would be three and three. The Giants would be two and four. We'd still be, even though the Giants, although I'd be pissed off because the Giants would then have no, not a snowball's chance in hell getting Caleb Williams, which would make this season a complete disaster. You know, if it's going to be a complete disaster, I want it to be a complete disaster record wise. And then the New York Giants get the number one pick. That's what I want. It's what you want. But you can't always get what you want in life. But I think the Carolina Panthers are going to start winning games with their new number one running back, Chubba Hubbard. I believe in it. Okay. That's why he's on my fantasy team. I am sure I don't put Chubba Hubbard on my fantasy team because I am a Carolina Panthers fan. I'm doing it because I am a New York Giants fan because I believe that Chubba Hubbard will lead Carolina and Bryce Young to at least five victories this season. Okay. Well, it will happen. Well, the Giants' uh, O-line, at least I'll give them credit for this game anyway, and it's only one game. The offensive line only gave up three sacks. You know? Just three. (laughs) Usually, just three would be a horrible statement for most NFL offensive lines. But, yes, Tyrod Taylor did not get mushed into the ground like paste. You know, he threw for 200 yards, completed 24 of 36 passes, so it's not like he – no, he wasn't a detriment to the offense. But how many times have I said this? The New York Giants have the best quarterback room in the NFC East. This is the proof. Because Tyrod Taylor and Daniel Jones are not that dissimilar in terms of skill set and ability. They're oh, yeah. not. They're both good running. There's a reason Tyrod Taylor's there. They both run the ball just like they both can run the ball pretty well. And they got a decent enough arm that could, you know, keep you in a game. So it's not that they're incapable, but again, the Giants just have oh, no. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor is one of the is uh the quarterback that got the Bills to their first playoff game in very many years. It wasn't Josh Allen, that was Tyrod Taylor. Yes. Yes. Tyrod Taylor also played a very key. By the way, Ty a little interesting historical fact. Tyrod Taylor is the second black quarterback to ever start a game for the New York Giants. The first was Geno Smith. How crazy is that? So within the past three years, the New York Giants have had their first two black starting quarterbacks in the NFL and it's it only took uh it only took Ben McAdoo and COVID and Daniel Jones getting his neck snapped. <laughs> yeah. Well don't forget what happened to Tyrod Taylor which had him leave the Chargers and then Justin Herbert came along. A missed lung punctured lung that Ended up costing yeah. time with the Chargers, and then along came Herbert, and he took over the reins and never looked back. Yeah, well, Tyrod has had a very, uh, a very unlucky set of circumstances. But I mean, look, he still has an NFL career. Maybe there's a team out there. Maybe, a, maybe if Baker Mayfield doesn't work out, a Tampa takes a flyer on him. Maybe that's the veteran backup that you bring in for behind Desmond Ritter to challenge him for the job. Maybe that's that guy. Tyrod Taylor's playing for a future job. He knows he's not going to be the quarterback of the Giants after this year. He knows that because you got to give Desmond Ritter time. He's he's only his first year. He's only yeah, but you put no. It's his second, second sir. Yeah, two years in. Yeah, you got to give him time. Two years. Well, really, really? Did they? Did you have to give Zach Wilson time, or did you want him run out of town? Big difference with Zach. Desmond Ritter does. Desmond Ritter didn't play as well as Zach Wilson had, did before he got thrown away. He's he's throwing the ball. He has a little bit more. Well, no, look, I have Drake London on my fantasy team. This I've noticed the improvement. In, and you got Pitts and, and you got uh, Bijan Robinson. Ritter. And you got Pitts and you got Bijan Robinson. Yeah, you actually, yeah, Desmond Ritter has weapons and he plays like crap. Exactly, but at least he has weapons. Could you imagine if Tyrod Taylor came into into Atlanta? Played Des and and why not? Atlanta has nothing to lose. Have a quarterback competition between Tyrod Taylor and Desmond Ritter, and uh, when Tyrod eventually wins that uh, quarterback competition, and uh, Desmond Ritter sits his little ass down, Tyrod Taylor could win a could win a division title. That Falcons team, if they had a good quarterback, could be considered one of the best in the NFL. He helped the Ravens offensively. 
he had he helped the Ravens also when Lamar Jackson went down. Played a big role there too. Hundred yeah. percent. Everywhere Tyrod Taylor goes, he wins. That's it. And that's all you need to do. So we'll see where the Giants are. Tyrod Taylor should obviously be in the game come the Jets matchup in two weeks' time. Are you thinking maybe they get Daniel Jones back by then? I don't know. I know Daniel Jones didn't If I were the game. Giants, I wouldn't I wouldn't let Jones play another snap. I wouldn't let Barkley play another snap. I would keep them both out. I would let Darren Waller be out there so you could say that you have some sort of semblance of trying to win, and I would tank the rest of this season. Well, I have because then you could draft Caleb Williams, and then guess what you have? You have a you have a generational talented quarterback getting to sit behind somebody who's good enough to fend him off for a year or two as a starter in Daniel Jones. Well, speaking of Jones, so Caleb Williams gets to sit down and watch somebody play quarterback. Well, speaking of Jones and his injury, I I'm just reading this little update uh, as of today, and the injury update is uh, not good. Not promising. Still feels the effects of the neck injury is Jones. Still feeling that neck injury. Some symptoms, not as much. But if still I'm the Giants, if I'm the Giants, uh, I don't know if I put Saquon back out there. But Daniel Jones is trying hard to get back and prove to the doctors and trainers I'm ready to go. These, this is Because he's Daniel playing for his job and he knows it. It's from Daniel Jones' own mouth here. I'm doing everything I can to get back. I hope I can play. I've never seen a guy who just got signed to a $40 million a year contract feel so threatened about his job because if the Giants get the number one pick, Daniel Jones is probably not going to be the starter for the New York Giants. It would be Caleb Williams, most likely. Every draft analyst that ever speaks about Caleb Williams has said that they would take him number one overall over both Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. Well, how many times that? that. Imagine that kind of a statement. They would oh. take Caleb Williams over both if they were all in the same draft. Let's say you had Caleb Williams, Trevor Lawrence, and Joe Burrow all in the same draft. Who would you draft number one? A lot of these draft analysts are saying we would Joe take Williams. Caleb Williams, even knowing with what both of those people oh. have done in the NFL. We thought we thought C.J. Stroud was going to get drafted number one in the draft. It went to Bryce Young instead. And now C.J. Stroud has made single-handedly made the Houston Texans an actual football team again. It finally took him till week six to throw one, his first interception. Or it took till week six for him to throw an interception. C.J. Stroud is great, but you know what's really messed up? Isn't it funny? Will Levis is so bad that Malik Williams... Had to replace Tannehill when he got injured. Yeah, yeah, Malik. Malik Willis. I'll tell you what, though. That's that AFC... And this will end it on this. That AFC South... Finally has some competition there now. You really do. Trevor Lawrence, right now he's on top of the mountain for now. But C.J. Stroud is right behind you. And then you have, well, you know. Anthony Richardson is right Anthony there, Anthony Richardson, well, when he comes back, Anthony Richardson is going to change things in that south as well. And then, of course, we'll see what the Titans. And if anybody needs a needs a quarterback right now in that south, it's the Titans. Well, Tana, especially now that Tannehill's hurt. Listen, Tannehill. I gotta give every, I gotta give Ryan Tannehill credit. We'll end it off on these two points. Okay. Go I'm gonna give Ryan Tannehill credit on one thing. Ready? Uh-huh. He managed to take mediocre skills, uh-huh. mediocre intelligence in terms of football, uh-huh. mediocre athletic ability, and turn it into a 10 plus year career as a starter in the NFL between two franchises which were both on the verge of making the playoffs. He's won division titles. Yes, he has. He's uh, led his teams into the postseason. Beat Bill Belichick. Pretty consistently. Beat Bill Belichick. Yeah. Beat Bill Belichick by just running the ball at Derrick Henry. So this is not saying that, you know, Ryan Tannehill's crap. He's not. He's not complete crap. But he's at the end of his career. It's time. So now the Titans need a new quarterback, and unfortunately for them, uh, they drafted they need, extra help on, they need some extra help on the wide receiving position. Hopkins can't do it all. Kind of makes you miss A.J. Brown, doesn't it? They're going to be kicking themselves for that decision. Can you, imagine if they kept, can you imagine if they held on to Brown and then added Hopkins? Can you imagine that Hopkins and Brown on the same football team, how deadly the Titans team would have been? Titans have to make some decisions. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't think they're even going to get in as a wild card this year. Nope. We'll see. 
All right. Well, we're almost at the halfway point of the year, ladies and gents. We're week seven coming up on week eight, and then week nine is not too far away. We're starting to see the teams that we feel are uh, beginning to emerge as potential playoff candidates here. We're still in the forming stage of that, ladies and gents. We're we're in no way saying, okay, this team's going to the playoffs guaranteed. Uh, this team's not going to lose to anyone. No, no. But we are starting to see how some of these drafts have worked out. We're starting to see how some of these draft picks have panned out in six games. And who knows what will happen going forward. But for now, we will call it quits right here. Yeah, we should. One last thing. The New York Giants are terrible, just like I told you all they were. And the New York Jets, actually, uh, they're not out of the conversation for the AFC East yet. They're giving us some reason to hope. And that's what we want. And that defense is definitely the best defense in the division by far. And that's including the fact that you have both Miami and Buffalo defenses being very good. And if the Patriots defense is healthy, they're also very good. Well, we're going to see where everybody in the league is heading very, very soon. But right now, that's going to conclude this edition of Downtown Sports. I want to thank Chris DeLarge. I want to thank Tony Mainville. Next week, we're going to dive into the NBA, the NBA season, the Knicks kick things off next week on October 25th. It'll be very interesting to see where the Knicks and all the teams, the Nets, etc., all the NBA teams in the league, where they will be come next season. Who will take down the Denver Nuggets, the defending NBA champions? But for now, you can listen to Downtown Sports on 23 different platforms. We're on Spotify. We are on Spotify for podcasters. We're on Breaker. We're on Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Bullhorn Pod, they listen notes, Podcast Addict, Verbal, Castro.fm, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, Podvine, Podacy, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, and TuneIn. Episodes, rants, digital market battles, specials every week. We are downtown sports, and we are where sports come home. I hope you have learned your lesson. I have never when you come at the king best not miss you missed I'm at the king you missed badly I will be the king of this fantasy league you got I will have the trophy you got ways to go before you can get and I'm gonna demand that I have it well then I'm gonna put it home I'm gonna take pictures with it I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send all the people in the league. Uh, you know, it's gonna gonna go on a ride in the car. It's gonna have a cigarette. You know, it's it's first meal with me. It's gonna be great. Oh, it'll be great. It's gonna be great fun. All right. As I rub it in all of your faces that you've lost. We out. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>